You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We've got some breaking news about Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson today is official. He's requested out, maybe no longer will be the Houston Texans quarterback. Tomorrow's show is going to be really fun because Matt is actually breaking down where he thinks these players will end up around the NFL. And hopefully some of these trades don't happen before we get to that show because I love (laughs) the names and the landing spots for uh, all 32 quarterbacks, all 32 starters in the NFL. We'll go through it and see how many change teams this year. And we'll see if Deshaun Watson is one of those. Also, one of those could be Jared Goff. Let's hear from the... Rams general manager today, Les Snead, about his thoughts if Goff is the guy going forward. And let's see if we have some time to uh, dip into some more of your Twitter questions as well. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me and where you can get those questions in. Tag Matt at Williamson NFL. Here's the latest as of Thursday morning from Adam Schefter. Matt, as it pertains to Houston Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson. And oh yeah, they have a new head coach and no it's not Eric the enemy yeah there's yeah. a lot going on there um so the story yesterday was that David Coley who was the wide receivers coach for the Baltimore Ravens which was not a position group I would have thought would have been up for a head coach job David Coley is now going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans and today according to every source now uh, Deshaun Watson officially has requested a trade from the Houston Texans He actually did it weeks ago. Their new head coaching hire, David Coley, has not and will not alter Wilson's thinking. That is according to Adam Schefter, though. So I guess there was an official request for trade that wasn't really made public, and now it is public that that is officially official. Schefter goes on to say Deshaun Watson hasn't spoken to new Texans general manager Nick Casario nor executive Jack Easterby. Watson is moving on and waiting to see where his NFL future takes him. So should we tackle Watson or Coley first? <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's start really quick with Coley, the the new head coach there. And can we talk about? I mean, we've already mentioned how bad the the wide receivers played for the Baltimore Ravens, and it's interesting that he's the guy that's getting a shot to be a head coach. And I got to be completely honest with you. I follow the league very closely, Matt. I know you do as well. I don't know if you have any insights on David Coley because. When the report came out that he was a candidate to be their head coach, that is the first time first time I had ever heard his name. Me too, and I know not much more about him now since it's been official, and I'll dig into him, and I'm sure he's wonderful. I mean, I'm not going to – I've mentioned this before. I hate talking about assistant coaches, especially ones that aren't coordinators. I, I'm sure he's well-respected in that Ravens uh, lo- you know, uh, building, and he probably interviewed spectacularly, and maybe he is that leader of men that we've talked about and not the X's and O's play-calling guru or whatever. That's tremendous. Okay. But just from an outsider, and I consider myself an educated one. I think that's why people listen to hear our takes on these things. My hunch is I'm not sure many people want this job. You know, I don't think he's candidate number one Mm -hmm. on most people's list. This is a nasty job, especially if you know Watson wants out before you even get there. And you mentioned Colley is the... Ravens wide receivers coach. Fine. I mean, they don't really have much in the way of veteran receivers. It's a need for them. They've drafted some guys. But do you know what else he is? He's the Ravens passing game coordinator. 
Mm. <laughs> well, I kind of find that funny. You yeah. know, like that's like hiring the fattest dude at the gym to try to get me to lose weight. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> they don't throw the ball. Oh, and apparently well liked. And obviously, <laughs> there are reasons why he was a candidate and why he ultimately got the job. I think you nailed it when you said that this is not a desirable job and maybe the least desirable job now with the whole Watson thing. And you've got to completely start over. I mean, can you come in there as a head coach, best head coach in the league? Can you come in there and expect to win in the next couple of years? I don't think so. No, I mean, your best assets walking out the door and you're going to get a lot back for him. And I'm sure we'll talk about that to no end. But it's going to take time. I mean, even if you hit on a, an early pick quarterback, there's not much around them. And even the picks that you get back are just going to get you almost back to, you know, your head above water pick wise because you have none to be right now. And when I first heard about this hire, I thought it was a young up and coming coach. He's 65 years old, which is right, surprising. And going back, he was a quarterback's coach with the Bills in 2017. Uh, he was with the Kansas City Chiefs 2013 through 2016 uh, as assistant head coach and wide receivers coach. So he has had some uh, administrative abilities on top of, uh, I assume, some responsibilities as an assistant head coach that, uh, you know, on top of being position coach sure. most of yeah. his career. Um, senior offensive assistant wide receivers in Philly in 2011, back uh, a long run with the Eagles there is just wide receivers coach starting in 1999 wide receivers coach with the Steelers 96 to 98 wide receivers coach with Tampa Bay 94 to 95 so he's been around the NFL since 1994 but all of it as an assistant and wide receivers coach so no head coaching experience there then on the college level wide receivers at Texas A&M Texas El Paso going back to uh, the 80s and uh, I mean his coaching career started in 1978 Austin P, running backs coach, and he's been a position coach ever since, all the way up to the NFL level, now a head coach. But look, the team he was just coaching with in the Baltimore Ravens, their head coach, who's a pretty good one, in John Harbaugh, he was a uh, he he was a special teams coordinator, you know, so he he wasn't an offensive or defensive coordinator when he got his head coaching job either, and that worked out pretty well. Sure. I mean, he might be wonderful. He might be the next Lombardi. Uh, it just isn't very impressive resume. And, you know, even you mentioned, yeah, he was quarterback coach with the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, pretty much before Allen and before Mahomes. Exactly like, before. Well, uh, <laughs> Allen was there. He was quarterback's coach when Allen got there. So 20, well, no, Allen was drafted they, 2018. Okay. Actually, no, he was just before both those guys got there. So <laughs> right. 24, 2018, I guess in 2018, no, he was there with Josh Allen for one year as quarterback's coach. Uh, that was okay. uh, that right, was a bad year know. for Allen, right? That was when everyone's like, "Oh no, this guy's not going to make it as a rookie." And then right. in Kansas he was City, like he is now in Kansas City, he was assistant head coach and wide receivers coach, 2013 to 2016, and right after that, 2017 is when they drafted Mahomes. So he wasn't really a part of making Mahomes or Josh Allen great. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not saying he was part of the problem, but right, they needed a quarterback when he was a quarterback coach. <laughs> you know, it's just mm. not. It doesn't, it's, it makes me laugh a little bit. And again, I, I, he may be a wonderful human being. I bet he is. And he may be the answer, but on paper, it looks terrible. It it doesn't look good on paper. There's no way to spin this. Um, and he's not even a young up and coming coach, right, 65 right. years old. Super bright. You not know, that that means, I mean, again, like we can keep saying it. 
maybe it's the right hire and it was a slam dunk and it's going to be amazing for the Texans. But I get the feeling that this is a stopgap coach and there's going to be a lot of losses piling up, unfortunately, for David Coley. And look, he gets paid and he gets to be a head coach. But uh, this is a long term rebuild. When you lose Deshaun Watson, you're going to have a whole bunch of draft picks. You're starting over. You're starting over at ground zero. And I was looking at the Texans roster the other day, looking at other players that could be sent in deals. And oh, yeah, you probably are going to have to trade J.J. Watt, right? I mean, I hope I they trade J.J. Yeah. Watt for J.J. Watt's sake, and I'm sure he's probably in, of the same opinion as Deshaun Watson, like, okay, yeah, can I go somewhere and win in, in the twilight of my career? Because I don't want to be here for this rebuild, which looks like it's going to be long-term. I was looking for other names, other players that can be involved in deals, and that cupboard is bare, Matt. It is. The The cap situation is not great. The existing picks are horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, and what's J.J. Watt going to get you? I mean, with all respect to him, he's an all-time great third round pick, you know, in, right. in a league that's cash draft at the moment and he's expensive, you know, uh, maybe, you know, have him around for a one year deal. I mean, that's a typical Brady Belichick move when they're at the height of their powers, but they're not. And, you know, I mean, uh, he's definitely going to be one that has to get moved. It's bad. Like, I don't think we have to squint real hard to say this is the worst organization in the league now. I mean, a oh, year yeah. ago, I said it was Jacksonville. Unbelievable. That you, okay, you know what? Hold on. This is going to be a longer conversation because we still got to go back to Deshaun Watson. Want to talk Jared Goff as well. We'll see if we have time for some of your questions. And an interesting stat you uh, tweeted out yesterday, Matt, about Patrick Mahomes. And uh, that could be an angle for how we break down Super Bowl 55. All that coming up on Peacock and Williamson. Did you know chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? Not rockauto.com. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear. Or you see that person behind the counter typing around on a little computer screen you can't see. RockAuto.com is not that. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of of manufacturers. It's a simple website, super easy to use. Find what you need exactly for your specific vehicle, no matter the make, model, or year. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And Matt, there are odds from Bet Online about where Deshaun Watson will land. More on those specifics later. You can bet on a number of things at Bet Online: table games, poker, blackjack, if that's your thing, and of course, sports, NFL, Super Bowl, a million Super Bowl props, NBA, NHL. There is only one place that has you covered, and you can even get a little welcome bonus. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code. Locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You can find Matthew Stafford odds. What team will he be going to? NFL draft futures. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Matt, let's put you in the ownership chair of the Houston Texans, and you are Cal McNair, and all of this going on, everybody universally is anti-Jack Easterby. You're going to choose Jack Easterby over Deshaun Watson? 
Like, what does Jack Easterby have right, right. on the McNair family? And what kind of voodoo does he have going on in the building? I know he was probably a big part of them hiring Nick Casario. So Nick Casario is probably like, well, I don't want to really run the guy out of the building that got me hired here. But you're going to choose Jack Easterby over Deshaun Watson? Right. I don't get the Easterby stuff at all. You know, like, don't we know enough just to say this guy's more of a problem than anything? Let's get rid of him. And I, I don't understand the whole I just don't understand any of the organizational structure going on in Houston lately. I mean, even when they gave Bill O'Brien the total keys to the car, you know, hey, you want to trade Hopkins? It's yours. You've earned it. You know, like every move that's been made by ownership in the last two years or so has been highly questionable. Highly, highly questionable. Highly questionable. Yeah. Okay. So now when it comes to Deshaun Watson and uh, let's go back to Adam Schefter here. Basically he said, here's Houston's leverage. If used since Deshaun Watson officially wants out, hasn't even made contact with anybody he's done and just sitting back and, and waiting for this to play out. And we'll see how long this plays out. If it plays out a, a, the long way, as, as I talked about, I thought, you know what, man, Deshaun Watson doesn't have that much leverage because he's signed under contract. And unless he's ready to start losing paychecks, if Houston wants to play hardball, this could go into September and, and even longer. And here's uh, that scenario played out here from uh, Adam Schefter on Twitter. He says, here's Houston's leverage if used. They can find Deshaun Watson $95,877 for missing minicamp. Can find him $50,000 per day for each day of training camp missed plus one week salary, $620,000 for each preseason game missed. If he retires and, and is not showing up for games uh, at all, Texans can collect $21.6 million. And obviously, if he's not missing games, he's losing game checks as well because that's how NFL players get paid is they get sure, played, sure. paid 16 times per season and get those game checks, which starts to get pretty big. Like, those game checks are big now for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I mean... This isn't my area of expertise, but it sure seems like if you're Houston, you want to get some of that signing bonus back. You know, we just gave you a gigantic mm -hmm. signing bonus, signed you to a nearly Mahomes-like deal, and you play a great season for us. But that's not really what we signed you. I mean, we, we were at, we we want a little more in this deal. You know, I mean, not just one year and then run out of town. And then if you. If you know it's over, isn't it smarter to get that going now instead of oh, I think so. starting yeah. with 2022 picks? You know, if you traded Deshaun Watson mid-season before the deadline and let this get really ugly and play out, you'd lose leverage in, in what you could get back. Now you don't know which team you're talking to in trade uh, because you, you don't know if you're getting that top three pick or not. Because look, let's say you run it back to this last trade deadline. You'd have been trading with the Jets thinking, all right, we can get Lamar, uh, we can get uh, Trevor Lawrence. And it's like, oh, wait, no, we're not going to get Trevor Lawrence after all. And obviously the team they trade him to might win some games in the second half of the year because they upgraded quarterback. So um, and then or you could just wait all the way until next offseason and then your rebuild starts a year later. So I want to get it done as soon as possible. Right. And, I mean, I'm trying to build a new culture. I just hired a coach. I'm not saying Watson's cancerous. There's probably enough cancer going on within the building that needs corrected and needs, you know, the treatment. So, but I want to turn a new leaf. You know, I want to know what picks I'm going to get. I want to use them now. I want to go, you know, really dig in the fields versus Wilson and things like that. And maybe that means that I don't think you'd get any less for doing that. I mean, don't you think the Jets, Dolphins, whoever want to do this? Is He's worth more to you now than he is a week before the season opens. 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it makes sense if this gets done now, as long as Houston comes to the realization and Watson has been firm enough to let them know he's not going to play for them ever again. However it plays out, the best thing for Houston, if Watson doesn't ever play for them, is probably to trade him now and, and get that ball rolling, get some draft picks in the building, and get that rebuild started under new head coach David Coley. I mean, it seems like the bridge is burned. Yeah, it seems like that is done. Um, although, yeah. you know, it may be if you're the... The only way I could see it now for Houston is you want to at least make it play out to the point where you're saying, look, this is our guy. We signed him long-term for a reason and try to at least make Watson be the bad guy. Because right now, Houston is the bad guy because they're terrible at what they're doing. And Deshaun Watson right. wants out. And if they cave quickly and trade Watson, then you know obviously they just bungled the whole thing and screwed it up and, and shot themselves in the foot. But if they let it play out to where Watson, they like, look, we love you. We want you to stay. We are going to work hard all offseason long. We're going to keep trying to contact you. We're trying to contact you, right? You're not contacting us. That's what's going on. Then if he doesn't show up at all to games, then maybe Watson starts to become the bad guy a little bit. Maybe you get the fans tilted back in the Texans' favor versus Deshaun's favor, and the fans will start to say, dude, show up. Come play football for us. We, we're the ones that, are, that have paid to see you for so many years. No, I, I hear you. And no one seems to be you know, putting Watson in the bad guy light, but I think he easily could. I mean, he just signed a big deal and now he's turned the back on his te- on the, the, the franchise that invested in him. But boy, they don't look good. And it looks like the smart move to get out. And I think most people are sympathetic with Watson. And I hear what you're saying, but at this point, I'm just more interested in how can I get this team back on a winning path? How can I give this new head coach that apparently they like, and maybe again, he maybe he's wonderful, get him at least as many bullets in his gun as possible to build something here as opposed to dealing with drama. One more note here when it comes to Watson, the two teams that that continually get talked about at the top of the draft, which make a ton of sense in the AFC East, is the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. And they both have enough bullets to get Deshaun Watson. Sounds like Watson would be, um, you know, okay with going to those two places. And there was a report that maybe he would prefer the Jets over the Dolphins, but it wasn't the report that he didn't, he would say no to the Dolphins either. So those make a lot of sense. There's another team I saw today rumored that could be, and we haven't really talked about this for Deshaun Watson, and it's a team with the top 10 pick, so they could probably put together a package, and it's close to where he grew up in the Atlanta era, and that is the area, and that is the Carolina Panthers. What do you think about the Panthers' fit? And that way, that way, the Houston Texans could send him to the NFC. That's a good one because I think that's an aggressive organization. I've been praising their ownership and coaching hires, and I think they're in it for the long haul. They're not looking for the quick flip. You know, I mean, they're going to build it from the ground up. I'm sure they realize Teddy is a bridge. Haha, <laughs> funny, you know, uh, you know, and that's all he really is. And that they could take a step back this year in terms of draft pick and team building to add a guy like Watson, who's a legend, a Clemson legend, obviously too. You'd sell a million gajillion Deshaun Watson jerseys. I like it. And we haven't mentioned him, and I'm kind of mad at myself that we haven't even thought of that one. I thought of several others, but what's it take? You know, like, it's not the second or third pick, but it's a good one. It might get you Trey Lance, or it might get you the firepower to move up to get one of those four quarterbacks. I don't want Teddy. I mean, I'd rather have the cap space than Teddy. I want Burns. I want 
DJ Moore. I, I mean, I don't know. Like some of these teams and like the, the, the Bears and the Patriots really come to mind. They pick too late and they don't have a player that I'm going to do jumping jacks over. Like your Niners or Washington at least could say, here's Bosa or Chase Young and picks. You know, at least there's something there like, wow, I really want that guy. And the Brian 40- Burns might not be quite in that league, but it's right. something. Uh, that would, Brian Burns would be a great building block, and I could see that He's being awesome, something. Yeah. But also, I, I think Carolina's trying to build something in a certain way. And if you are the... That's the thing. It if you are the whole house. Right. And if you are the Houston Texans, even if you get a younger player that's in year two or three, that's still kind of too close. That that player's going to be up for free agency before you're good again. So you almost just need draft picks. Right. So players right. might not even be the thing that does it for... For the Houston Texans and getting a veteran quarterback, like what, what is getting? You know, I would much rather have a pick than Teddy Bridgewater. I think you nailed that oh, one yeah. absolutely. Um, I don't want Teddy at all. The Forty Nineers or at least have a top fifteen pick. You know, they're only four picks behind the Panthers there, so they could definitely put together a package and, and would be definitely a team that would be willing to pay a lot. I think for Watson because they're in win now mode. I think the Forty Nineers make a ton of sense, and there is some smoke right now with the Forty Niners and potentially Matthew Stafford as well. Some reports that potentially they could even be the front runner there for Matthew Stafford. But uh, I, I think that's easily the top four teams. And in fact, if I had to throw down money right now, it'd be one of those teams, Jets, Dolphins, Panthers, 49ers. And I think they have the best shot. And if Watson, it sounds like, is willing to go to those four teams, a deal's got to get done. And, and and if there's enough teams bidding, maybe that bidding could go really high and the Houston Texans could potentially even make out okay in the long run, if they get this Herschel Walker, Ricky Williams type deal with a ton that can really, really rapidly rebuild that franchise. And you would think a year or two, I don't know their cap situation, but I'm sure there'll be buyers sooner than later and get dead people off the cap. You mm-hmm. know I mean? Going forward, maybe Denver would be at least dip their toe in that water too. I think they'd be more in the Stafford you know, race. But um, last note on that is probably all these deals involve a future first. You know, and if Multiple I send you Deshaun Watson and you send me your first round pick, your first round pick just lost value because I made you better. Absolutely. So if if <laughs> you know? that's the thing is if Watson gets traded to the 49ers, they might be getting pick, might be 32, pick next 32 year. in 2021 right. or 2022 and 2023. Right. Those are going to be late picks, most likely. So um, maybe the Jets makes the most sense because it's the highest pick this year. And they're a little bit further away from winning, potentially. So maybe you still get a, a pretty decent pick next year, even if Watson does end up taking them to the promised land. If you're getting future first round picks, the Dolphins could win pretty e- instantly with Watson. Uh, who knows? Maybe the Panthers, because that Panthers defense is is going to start getting pretty good, too. So maybe no matter what team you trade them to, they're going to win a lot of games. So maybe those future picks are in the 20s. So whatever you can get now might be the the, the team that wins it out. So that, that would lead the New York Jets to me as being the team that has the best shot of getting Deshaun Watson. And by the way, looking at the bet online odds for getting Deshaun Watson, they have them out as of Thursday morning. And it is the Jets cool. leading the way at plus 200. Dolphins are second, plus 400. The Saints and 49ers are next, tied at plus 800. Then it's the Panthers and Patriots, plus 900. Then Broncos, Colts, Rams at plus 1,000. So that's how Bet Online sees it as the odds of teams landing Deshaun Watson. I like it. I mean, if I had to put a chip down, I would take the Jets. I'm not sure I'd take the Jets versus the field, but if I had one pick, it would be the Jets as well. 
The team like the Patriots, I mean, if you give me your next four first-round picks, I'm not sure I say yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. to mid-first this year, it probably is at least that next year, and then he builds something around Watson, and it's 30 again. Like, eh, yeah, it doesn't help me that much. That's true. That's true. Um, a big-time player, but again, a big-time player that's two years away from free agency doesn't make sense for Houston, even if it's a stud, because that player's going to walk. Right, right, right. Yeah, your your Brian Burns conversation is a good one. Like, uh, yeah, you'd like to have Jeremy Chin or Burns, but yeah, I'm going to have to pay that guy two years from now just when I'm getting good, and my other guys are getting good. I hope. And will that player want to be around for that? <laughs> and, and and that's the pro. And and we've seen this with players, and now we've seen it with I think coaches. I I don't think David Coley was their guy. So if no coaches want to go there, no players want to go there either. If I'm a veteran player that was oh. involved in this trade, I wouldn't show up either. So then you've got a new problem with that trade, player. You right. saw, saw they'll do it with their best player. So essentially, like, it's like you just got to build it with picks and hope you can uh, organically build yeah. that thing up. It's, it's the only way to go for Houston, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get Bosa, you got to pay him next year already. You know, right. I mean, like he's gotten old all of a sudden by this conversation, <laughs> and then he's going to hold out. Just and then you have to trade him because you just proved that you'll trade holdouts. Oh man, uh, <laughs> that's a mess. What a pickle the Houston Texans have found themselves in, and I'm sure. We will continue to uh, talk about landing spots for Deshaun Watson as we get more information as the offseason goes along. But, Matt, there are other quarterbacks that could be on the move. Let's talk about Jared Goff next. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Do you want something that tastes good but won't ruin your diet? It's easy. Built Bar. 130 calories in the salted caramel flavor of Built Bar. Just have a Built Bar. It's got this protein, 17 grams, that will tide you over. I guarantee that will tide you over. Have a Built Bar. They taste fantastic, so you will look forward to eating one, and it will tide you over, and it will give you that protein, and it will help you out if you need to do some heavy lifting, whether it's figuratively or literally later, if you're doing a workout. Or if you're golfing, slip one in your golf bag. Perfect time to have a built Bar to start the back nine. You'll feel good about it. It's not heavy and, who knows, might even improve your golf game. Built Bars are high in protein, high in fiber, but low calorie, low sugar, and covered in 100% real delicious chocolate. Soft and easy to chew, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious folks out there. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And best of all, you can go to BuiltBar.com and get 20% off with promo code LOCKEDON. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order of Built Bars. I want to start this segment off, Matt, with the words of Rams general manager Les Snead. And, and I was blown away when I heard these comments because usually you get a lot of coach speak until someone's not on their roster anymore. They're fully behind him. This is our guy. He's going to be our quarterback for uh, forever. We love Jared Goff. We love how he competes and you know, say all nice things about him. This was one of the oddest press conference moments I can remember in a while because Les Snead, not only did he not say that, he was doing everything he could to not <laughs> to, to not say that Jared Goff was going to be their quarterback. Wow. Here is Rams GM Les Snead. Given your uncertainty today, you know you could end all this. You're setting yourself up for a whole summer of questions about Jared. You can end it right now by saying he's a quarterback of the future for this team. So, I mean, you, you realize what you're setting yourself up for here. Well, I mean, but in this job, right, you're always going to get questions. So I, I think the 
Dude, I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you one more chance to say he's your quarterback. Oh, Jared Goff's the he's a he's a Ram right right now. So what's the date? <laughs> I'll look at wow. Let's see. January 26. I mean, that's that's a fact. That's obvious. He's right. I mean, he's number two in wins. Him and Sean have partnered together. I mean, that's it. I mean, Tom Brady's got more. And the the things Tom Brady's doing, I don't even know if I can put that in words. I mean, so uh, that's been a heck of a partnership. What I do know is, and I think the the real thing that should come out of this is, hey, we want to be a better offense. All right. Wow. First I heard that. I mean, nobody asked you about Tom Brady. What is he even talking about? Like. That was and awkward and that was amazing. And, and he would not say it. And then at the end, he's talking about, well, we want to be a better offense. <laughs> we need to improve. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, and like, how do you do that? Well, you're not going to move your head coach. Then you're going to move your quarterback, right? Head coach ain't going anywhere. I yeah. can promise you that. Um, this felt like, well, two things. These two, you know, McVeigh and, and Sneed, they know Jared Goff. They know the human being. Maybe this is the best way to motivate him. You know, everyone learns differently. Everyone gets motivated differently. Eh, I'm kind of, you know, looking at a glass half full by saying that. This felt like a GM that has a deal in place with Washington or Chicago or something like that yeah. to take him off their hands. And they're waiting to see if they can get the next domino to fall for the quarterback that's going to... Play the, for the, the replacement, right. Stafford, or whomever. Right, right, right. Or right. maybe like, they don't right. have a deal yet, and they want teams to call them. So he's sending up the flag, saying, "Look, this player's available. Come call us about him." Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about like landing spots and stuff tomorrow. But if Schefter really believes maybe eighteen teams are moving quarterbacks, well, this would have to be one of the eighteen. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and those are the two teams I think of. Like, I don't know that Carolina would be all in on them, but if you're maybe the Patriots, but really Washington and Chicago, that's a little bit stuck right now to get their next guy. He's better than what you had. You know, you have defenses in place. He's not terrible, but you could see why the Rams would want to upgrade or this is as far as Jared could take us, you know, and he, he has won a lot of games there to that point, but nobody asked you about Tom Brady and you start talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> it might be difficult to find a landing spot for him just because of his contract. And the Rams yeah. can start to get out of that contract, by the way. They uh, they would take a huge hit. They would take $22 million cap hit. Or they would take a, a they, it would be $22 million in dead money if they traded him. But they, there are some roster bonuses that the new team would take on. So they would actually get $12 million in cap relief as well on that $33 million cap number per year for Jared Goff. It's part of his $134 million contract they signed him to. And both of those... The 2016 first round quarterbacks and Goff and Wentz, those big time contracts they signed are not looking great right now. Um, oh. But yeah, 33 mil per year. Uh, you're taking on roster bonuses too. So, you know, there's some, um, there's a way out if they trade him so they couldn't cut him necessarily because then they would take a $30 million cap hit and, and all $65 million would become dead money. But if they trade him, there's roster bonuses in future years. So Rams could get out, but then that new team would take all that on. Yes. And, it, 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 your, to the next step is I don't think you're going to get a premium pick for him because of those reasons. You know, it, it, you got to give up a pick and a chunk of your big chunk of your salary cap 
I'm not real into that for Jared Goff. You know, I mean, I would be for Matt Stafford, you know. Um, but you're right. He does seem like a guy, though, that could get you by for two years while you draft somebody in the second round or in the late first or something along those lines. And maybe a change in senior, scenery will do him good, but it sure seems like McVay's system is going to be as, at least as quarterback-friendly as, you know, any he's going to go to. And they don't have a lot of picks to add that quarterback. No. Right? So who are you going to get? And who's going to take on? Uh, let's see. So the Rams pick at 25 is Jacksonville's this year. Do the Rams finally have a first rounder next year? I think so, because yeah, okay. it was a five-year stretch, and I think the five-year drought is over after this year. Future first? Are you going to be able to outbid teams for – you're definitely not going to be able to outbid teams for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Stafford? Stafford? There's teams willing to give up probably first-rounders this year. It's not like your next year's first is going to beat out Indianapolis, so I don't see them being able to land Stafford. Who's going to be better than Goff that you're going to be able to get without a first-round pick this year? This all could be such a massive chain reaction. You know, like – once one moves, there might be like five moves, bang, 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 bang. You know, we're waiting for Watson to go to the Jets because we have a deal in place for Darnold. You know what I mean? Like, they could take that. The more I think about it, the Rams just, if I'm the Rams, I would take a seventh-round pick for Goff, for a team to take that contract because they have a, a roster crunch as well, and you're not going to trade Ramsey or Aaron Donald for a quarterback, right? No, for Right. They can't be in the Watson sweepstakes. So that Arnold's means interesting, though. just fix your cap by letting somebody take Goff for free and maybe a team that has money. I mean, he brought up Tom Brady. What about Goff in New England? It's not bad. I mean, he's a system guy. It's a good system. I don't hate it. I almost mentioned them with Chicago and Washington. Washington I'm kind of is... To, I'm warming up to bringing Darnold back to L.A. Oh, okay. A cheaper, high upside version mm-hmm. and see if you can make that work this year. And if not, now you've got first round picks and now you've got cap space next year. Yeah. And you could tag him if you have to, if he's a superstar, you know. Interesting. Interesting. Wait for Watson to go to the Jets and Darnold goes here. And I already got a deal in place with the Bears. And we get together on Monday and there's been five quarterback you know, trades. <laughs> Massive chain reaction. Oh, man. Goff was one I didn't think. And I still, it's just so difficult to move him, I think, for the Rams. I don't think he'll be on the move, but it's possible. And that's just another domino in all of this because as soon as you, as soon as one quarterback leaves, now they've got to replace him, right? And then that means another team lost their quarterback, too. So three teams are involved with one player moving. So if Goff goes, that's three more starters that are probably going to be different for teams this year. It's almost like selling your house. Like, yeah, I put an offer on this house, but I need mine to sell first. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Those, uh, those NFL real estate agents are going to be busy. It might be. I mean, Schefter knows the stuff and boy, this sounds fun to me. Oh man, this is going to be a lot of fun. And we'll get into more of that tomorrow, Matt. I got one little nugget. I want to throw out. Yeah. 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 Show off. I tweeted this and I just wanted our audience to see it because I was kind of blown away by it. And then, and here it is. Patrick Mahomes has lost nine games in the NFL. At any, I mean, playoffs, no matter, nine games. I mean, that's pretty crazy. He's been playing quite a while now. The Chiefs' opponents have averaged 36.2 points per game in those nine games. I mean, so some of these teams that are like, we're going to run the ball, we're going to keep him off the field, 
No, you got to score 37-ish, you know, to be in the conversation. You know I mean? That, that to me, is insane. And then one of our listeners, uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Rozelle, wrote me back and said, in all the games the Packers have lost in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, they've given up an average of 37 points as well. You know, it's hard to kill quarterbacks when the defense gives up 37 points on average. Right. So even when those teams with great quarterbacks are losing games, it's not because you're beating the quarterback. And we talk about, oh, the, you know, this quarterback beats that quarterback. Nope. Uh, it's the defense that let down those quarterbacks in those cases. Yep. And friend of the show, Mike Sando, I don't want to quote him exactly, but he went back and he compared Rivers and Ben and Breeze and all these great quarterbacks of this era and looked at their defensive and special team EPA scores since they've been there. And Rodgers and Rivers are like way lower than everybody else. Like, so you can see why he's a little frustrated. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, what you're saying is next Sunday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to put up some points with Tom Brady's offense. Yeah, I don't think you're going to beat Mahomes 24 to 20. Uh, that's fantastic stuff. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl next week. Uh, Matt's projections of where these quarterbacks will land when the carousel stops in the 2021 offseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come back next time right here. Peacock and Williamson.